Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. As technology advances, though, and fast fashion, various different new commodities take over, a lot of the professions that we knew and once loved are starting to fade. Things like, well, is the thatched roof still there in your local neighbours? Do you throw out the uh, the old shoes that might just require a bit of fixing? Do you even know where your local dressmaker is? I want to dedicate a little bit of time today to chat to some of the people in these wonderful traditional professions, traditional trades that are perhaps just starting to fade away. Jim Flanagan is with us on the line today. Jim, what's your trait? Oh, I'm, I am uh, one of the last of the old gas lamp lighters. Uh, they were about 50 in the 1800s in Dublin at okay. that time. We're, we're, down, we're now down to two. Just two of you left, Jim? That's it. Well, my family has been in the gas lighting business since the 1890s. And this point is, is taken up five generations of the Flanagan's right up to the present day. So there's, you've all been involved in this. And so what, so what exactly is involved in, in gaslighting, Jim? Well, I kind of have to go back to my grandfather's time and I'd start there. Uh, in the 1890s, himself and his four other brothers uh, took on the gas servicing of lamps in the Phoenix Park. They went out with a pole with a hook on it and a carbide tip, and they lit 300 lamps in the Phoenix Park, but not only in the Phoenix Park. They also did lamps in uh, uh, the Royal Hospital and uh, what they call the Chiefs, which is now Aris and Ultron, the undersecretaries and the secretaries, which is the Heritage Centre and, mm. and the American Embassy, which it is today. Yeah. So that's what your grand that's what your grandfather would have done initially. So what, what, so what does your work now involve today? Oh yeah. Well, our work today involves the winding and setting and cleaning and genital service of 240 gas lamps in the Phoenix Park. All in the Phoenix Park, Jim. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So the typical day for you, can you tell us about that? Your working day? Yeah, the t- well, I'm retired at the moment, but the typical day for my my uh, son-in-laws is actually to go out and wind each of the clocks in the lamps and uh, replace the mantles. Also, they have to clear out toilets and the genital service of the lamp. That's what it's all about. Mm. So you got your son. That has to be that has that has to be done every two weeks. Yeah. So you got your son-in-law involved in it too? Yeah, well, yeah. my brother Frank, my brother Frank, and his son-in-law is there, and also my two grandchildren. My two grandchildren are in, oh, are in it as well. One of his grandchildren and my grandchildren is there in it as well. And were they interested, Jim, in getting involved in this, or how did you sort of rope them into it? Oh, they were very interested because they've been looking at us. They look at us doing it for the last twenty odd years. So they've been really interested in it. And we brought them out from time to time, yeah. you know, to do it with us. And they've taken over from that. And they're doing a very good job, I must say, at the moment. So there's nobody else in the country doing this? No. But as you say, when, when you know, even in for future generations, your, your son, in, you know, you've son-in-law involved, you've, you've grandkids involved on, on, on yourself and your brother as well. So it'll continue. Oh, it will continue. Yeah. We hope it will continue on for the in for a long time to come and anyway for the Flanagans yeah well that's it's a lovely yeah. association when you think back to the family connection 
Yes, it is actually. It's gone very far back. Rory has got in touch here, Jim, and he says, you know, would you believe I've often wandered through the Phoenix Park, looked at the gas lamps and I've often thought about them. So nice to hear the story. I didn't realise it actually um, extended back to one family looking after them. It's fantastic, Jim. Uh, let me bring in Nora as well. Um, Nora is on the line. Nora, you are a lace maker in Ken Mayer, is that right? That's correct. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I make Ken Mayer lace. And uh, I run the Kinmare Lace and Design Centre. And there we um, we make and sell lace and we uh, sell materials for making lace. And we're in the wintertime then. It's a seasonal business, tourist business. And in the wintertime, we run classes, uh, in-person classes, which we haven't been doing, of course, uh, during COVID. But we've started this year again. And um, I was delighted to be able to say that Sinead Hennessy, one of our younger lace makers, has taken over the classes and I can take a little step back, which yeah. is wonderful. There's obviously a lot of demand then. Um, well, I wouldn't say a lot of demand, but there is demand. Yeah. You know? Well, if people are and, going to classes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in fact, lace making is in a very exciting place at the moment, really, because what COVID did was it drove us all online, you know? And this means that we can make contact with a lot more people, a lot more people can see us, see what we're doing. And, um, uh, you know, people think, oh, gosh, all the young people are online now and they're tic-tacking their phones and they yeah. don't know what's going on in the world. But actually, what are they tic-tacking? Because um, recently I had a young girl come into the shop and she showed me this beautiful piece of very fine crochet lace she had made. And I said to her, who, who thought you that? Your mother, your grandmother? No, no, she said, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, brilliant. <laughs> it just shows you, you know, and the, where, where the, the renewed interest is uh, is coming from as well. It's 53106 is the number if you want to join us today. I just want to chat to people who are in a certain profession or a certain industry and maybe you feel that there's very few of you left in that particular job. Do give us a shout today. Phil is on the line in Leash. Phil, I, I mentioned um, the thatched roofs a little earlier today, but you are a thatcher. That's right, yeah. I've been thatching since 2004. And uh, I went uh, self-employed in 2008, uh, trading as Philip Dorn traditional thatcher. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's what I've been on. Yeah. How's business? Uh, I... I'm very busy. I don't seem to have any sort of slack moments. Um, I'm usually booked up uh, four to five months in advance. Okay. So more and more, so is, is it that more people are looking to put an attached roof on, on their house or is it that it's maintenance and repair of, of one that's there? <laughs> uh, well, no, it's, it's more of a case that there's a lack of thatchers here in Ireland. Uh, now, we have our, our housing stock attached houses about 2,000, dwindling um, by the year. Yeah. But uh, the number of Thatchers, it, it's dwindling as well. So any Thatchers that are out there, they're, they're uh, in high demand. And, uh, you know, they're usually booked up for years in advance. Is insurance the big issue, Phil? It's one of them. Uh, there's a lobby group being put together there recently to try and approach uh, the insurance industry uh, for, for all touch owners uh, to get a, a proper discount, something that's reasonable and practical for people. Mm. Um, uh, there's, there's other issues as well as regards uh, standards, workmanship and training. There's also an issue with materials and supply of. 
the finance and economics of it uh, need to be re-looked at. And uh, the uh, sustainability yeah. as well is, is another aspect of it. Okay. But all of, the, all of these things, there are serious issues with the industry at the moment. But one of the most pressing ones I, I feel is that the lack of patches that are coming into the industry, any industry that doesn't have a... Uh, young people coming into it mm. you know its, it's future is, is in So there's no really. sort of apprenticeship type scheme thing? No there was in the past uh, but not not at the moment um, there, there was, the last touching course I think here was 2010 Okay Okay How long are you in it? Um, what touching or on the course? Touching involved in the industry well, since 2004. Just since 2004. Uh, Kate yeah. in Sligo has got in touch um, just on the point of been asking people to get in touch about, you know, industries or professions that they feel are, well, I don't want to say becoming extinct, but maybe there's just a lot less people involved in them or is the point that Phil made even getting involved. Uh, Kate says, I repair clothes myself at home. I never throw anything out. I'm the only one of my friends, though, that does this. And I'd actually love to get into it full time, but I'm not sure that I could make a business out of it. Is there business... Um, is there is there enough you know business in this Nora in the in the kind of repair and alterations industry to to maintain a livelihood out of it? Um, well, we wouldn't. I wouldn't really uh, be involved in that. I do know that there is a lot more of it going on uh, than there used to be, and um, that uh, a lot of our Central European friends who have come, in fact, are very good at it, and uh, you do see occasionally. Um, that they have opened up little little places doing repairs. Um, um, repairing lace is um, a, a very difficult thing, mm. very time-consuming. Uh, I'm not a, a fan because really um, it, the amount of time you have to put into it, uh, you're not going to get people aren't okay. going to pay you what you need because... Um, you're actually better off starting from scratch. I know, and so piece. I can imagine it must you know. be very time consuming for sure. I've Isaac on the line as well. Isaac, what industry do you work in? Uh, yeah, good morning, Andrea. Thanks for having me yeah. on. I'm in the uh, shoe repair industry. Okay. Uh, it's like a second generation. Um, my father started the business back in the 50s. Um, so my industry obviously is completely based around the shoe repair uh, side of things. But you know, uh, while uh, your callers that you've had on there have said the exact same, it's hard to get people coming into in, into the industry. You know, my de- demand for my business is is very high. Um, is it know, Isaac, even in the yeah. era of fast fashion? Yeah, I've never been as busy, basically. Um, this has been my busiest period post-COVID, uh, pre-COVID, uh, has been my busiest period. So yeah, there is a there is a a, a tide has turned as such for people mm-hmm. you know thinking about repairing and uh, rather than replacing. Um, but we've been doing it a long time, and uh, you know the, 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 this renewed interest is great because uh, you know my I can I can feel appreciated again, yeah, you know, yeah. um, which is great, you know. But the problem, like like your other previous callers, people coming into the industry to work in the industry is very difficult because uh, you know their skills and crafts which. Um, require time and and uh, you know apprenticeships, which unfortunately they're they're not there. There's no you know government support. Mm, There's no um, not, nothing is there to put in place to think ahead. You know to future proof this. Uh, is there a lot of pressure when you say it's a, you know you, you've been involved and it's family business and the tradition? Mm. Does that is there added pressure then with that? Oh, massive amount of yeah. pressure. I mean, you know, uh, it's just it, working all hours, trying to you know keep up the demand. 
Um, you know, we, I have some good uh, staff, but you know, it's retaining the staff. It's it's trying to think to the future. Yeah, trying to get people to come into the industry. It's it, it's it's a difficult challenge. You know, Isaac, listen, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here in the program today. Um, it's been great to chat to you, Jim, Nora, and Phil as well. Mick has texted in to say what wonderful stories all of your callers have. It's such a shame to think that industries might ever die out. We got our surnames from our jobs in the olden days. I wonder how we'll evolve with that now. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.